welcome Hi. to Gig Tales, Gig Tales, the podcast. Yes. Where, what do we do here? Uh, what do we do here? We drink <laughs> iced coffee. We do. And smoothies. We do. We drink a lot of beverages yeah. of non-alcohol. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we talk about crazy shit that happens at performances. Yeah. Gigs, if you will. Tales from those gigs. <laughs> yes. T-A-L-E-S. Right. Sometimes T-A-I-L-S, right. if we're lucky. Right. Have we had one with a... Have we? I don't I don't know. I don't think we have. A, like an, an animal on a... If huh. anyone yeah. has an animal-related gig tale, yeah. please write in. I know there was a viral story a few years about... What? <laughs> a few years <laughs> back. Back in aught seven... <laughs> When Ma and I had just sold the farm. What is wrong Aunt, with me? Auntie, Auntie Han and I. Auntie. <laughs> I fucking had two beers last night. So as you all know, yeah. I had to retire. Yes. From- she canceled. She almost canceled all her plans. Yeah. And I said, no, we have a podcast. We have to give the people what they want. We, you demanded it. Yeah. All of our listeners are like, please come back. I have a long commute. Yeah, well, Greg is out there. Greg, we're sorry if the mini muffins are on their way. <laughs> Thanks, Greg, for listening. Um, there was a viral story a few years back about how there was like a a, a classical um, an orchestra in I think it was in like the Ukraine or something, and a dog or turkey, <laughs> a dog or a turkey. no, wait, no, hold on, Ukraine or turkey, not a dog or a turkey. This is why I have to organize my thoughts because a when the place or, is I'm like a yeah. dog and a turkey are very different. I feel like you But would... the Ukraine and the turkey. <laughs> the turkey. Guys, I am so fucking sorry. Just check look on the Facebook <laughs> and see. So, go to www backslash <laughs> the facebook.com <laughs> backslash profile <laughs> equals question mark yeah. true dot <laughs> Listen, a dog ran on stage during an orchestra is what I was trying to say. So if that has happened to you, please let us know. (laughs) If you were on that stage. Now I'm scanning my whole... Well, I mean, I had the moth, the moth attacks. Um, Moths are animals. I've had... They are. I've had lots of bugs. I've had like, you know, we have like bees chase us. (laughs) You have like mosquitoes. (laughs) What? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, like you know, when a bee that. is just like it, it like in, it antagonizes you. Like, and everybody's like, just don't act like rude. Don't swat at it. You're gonna anger it. It's like it's, it's very just, victim it's buzzing. Blaming. The buzzing is not in the key of the song I'm trying to sing right now. It's very distracting. Why don't they leave you alone? I don't know. I'm not a flower. They'll, sometimes they <laughs> move on to other bandmates, and then you're like, thank God. And then you see, like, poor Ken is over there, like, dancing around. And he's, like, and, trying to cover his knees yeah. and fight off this bee yeah. at the same time. And Tom's just trying to play drums, and it, the flailing from the drums is angering the bee because it thinks it's directed at it. Uh, maybe we can get the bee on yeah. the podcast. We need to hear the bee's point of view. <laughs> really? He's just trying to survive. Yeah, th- there's that. There's also like anytime there are mosquitoes, Ugh. you are singing and playing and whatever, and you know they're on you, and you just have to wait for them to bite you. You just know. You're like people out there that have played outdoors, you know what I mean. Like you, you feel it land, and you try. You can try to like also do a little movement or something. But people who ever mm. who have ever been outside, period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, but normally when you're not when you're not like performing or using your hands to do something mm. you can like 
stop what you're doing and that's swat true. or flail or that's something. True. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Have you ever been but. saving a baby from a burning building and their <laughs> mosquitoes are all over you and you're like, well, I can't. You're like, my hands are busy. Kind of tied up with this yeah. baby. Firemen mm. <laughs> can talk they to They know us. what's up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So. Oh. <clears throat> Sorry about that whole intro, everyone. <laughs> no, uh, it's. Yeah, that's great. If if you're still listening to us in this episode, like we're in our in the we're in the late twenties now. So if you're really like of episodes, not yeah. of our lives, I was um, gonna say, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're it's 2020, the year 2020. Oh, but we're shit. in the late twenties of our episodes. Wouldn't it be great so, if we were in our twenties in the twenties and and we were in the twenties of our episodes? We could be like, we're really in the twenties now. Twenties, yeah. Also, fucking shout out to everyone who turned forty in the year like nineteen ninety four ish when UB forty was really popular. Oh. That must have been fucking wild. Yeah, that's cool. Everyone was probably like UB forty. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Let us know. Was that a thing? Was that you? Oh, that was a pun. Been, I don't know. Probably like our parents' age. I don't know. I have to. I'd have to do math, and I'm right. not confident right now. If you're a boomer and you turned <laughs> okay, boomer. Yeah. Okay, boomer. Listen up. This is a good one. If you turned forty when uh, Red Run Wine was Go a big to hit. Go to www.thefacebook.ub40.net. Dot yes. CompuServe. <laughs> Netscape. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Uh, so I, in addition to Greg, we do have uh, another uh, amazing friend slash listener out in Seattle. He's in, in that Seattle. order. <laughs> yes, yes. Friend first, listener later. But um, his name's Brent, and he's been super supportive of the podcast. And he says he likes – he flies a lot for his job. Mm. And he says he likes to save it up for when he's on the airplane. Oh. And he's sitting on the plane, and he listens to episodes and laughs to himself, and people think he's nuts. And That's he's like, really fucking heartwarming to yeah, me. Yeah, he's like, it's like I'm hanging out with you, like, on the plane. Oh. And, like, he, he thinks you're just fabulous, mm. obviously. Brent, you are duh, number one on right? my list. So, so, yeah, so we Tom and I love Fuck Seattle. you, Greg. We're rerouting the mini muffins <laughs> to Brent. That's why they're taking so long. They have to go all the way to Seattle. Oh, They get but, delivered to his house. A UPS guy comes <laughs> running up and just rips them out of his arms. He rips them out of his hand. He's taking a bite. Brent, when you get your mini muffins, there's going to be a bite taken out of one. It's totally fine. It was just Greg. We've got a man we, on the ground. Yeah. He can confirm. <laughs> Oh my goodness. But I was talking to Brent the other day because Tom and I, we love Seattle. We've been a few times and we just booked a kind of weekend out there. So I'm going to go hang out with them and stuff. But we were chatting about the podcast and he's like, yeah, you know, you guys, you have like, I love the ones with the guests and I love the Mm -hmm. questions episodes. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you just got to get like some like D list (laughs) celebrities out there. Right. That's what I'm hoping for. If I could just get like Chumbawamba, like (gasps) I just want to know, right? Like, because yes. I don't know, UB they got 40? down, but they got up again. Yeah, you be forty. Could we? So, and then Brent was like, "Could you get the guys that did the song that was like once there was this crash test dummy?" Yes. So I immediately knew what he was talking about. We started singing the song. We're laughing hysterically on the phone. Tom comes home and I'm like relaying this conversation to him and I'm like, "Oh yeah, like Brent and I were talking blah blah," and he like sang the song and I sang it and Tom's like. He's just looking at me. So I did it again. And he's like, I have no idea what you're singing. 
So what, I were sang, you born in aught seven? I know. He's not. He's a little younger than us, but not that he's much. Not, not that much younger. No, I'm not a cradle robber. So please, if you're still listening to this podcast and you don't know what we're talking about at this point after we've just sung that much of the song. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah. Well, like, we'll let Tom know because he'll feel less alone. But I think he prefers to be alone. If but. I, if any one person comes up to you and says once, and you don't immediately go, there was this girl who, like, that's a good friendship test. It is a really good one. But he had no idea. I had to play. I played the song. So I was like, hold the phones. Like, we were cooking dinner. I stopped everything. He goes, it was horrible. He's like, the song is playing. He's like, this, this is a real this isn't a Saturday Night Live skit. I was like, no. And then like another, it ended. And then another song of theirs came on and he was like, this, this is, this is what all their songs sound like. And I was they like, have oh, another song. Exactly. So I was like, oh, I have no idea what this is. Like that was just their one hit. He was like, that was a hit. Oh yeah. That was like, like pre REM. No. So good. So it was, it was 94. So I mid, believe. mid to mid REM, mid to Probably. late REM popularity. I mean, the chorus, the song is called four M's with three M's. And that's the chorus. The 90s were fucking wild, you guys. What was happening? Do, 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 do. Sean and I, have, my partner and I have a bit where we do that. We like sing a song to the tune of that song and we make up weird lyrics. Yeah. And he goes, do, 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 <laughs> So good. Oh. That's a, that's one. Yeah. Go test your friends. Just go. Whoops. <laughs> There's a, another one is. <laughs> do it at work too. Do it to your boss. You're having your annual review and you don't think it's going to go well. Fucking. Go all all, all in, in, all in, all in on it, and all just in. like James from Jeopardy. If, just go yes, all in. if you're be Jeopardy, James <laughs> about it. When your boss is like, so Ed, <laughs> just and you know she's gonna fucking unload. Just go once, <laughs> and if her eyes widen and goes, there was this girl who you're good. Then you'll just both sing together. Right. And then she'll shake your hand and it's say, fine. you're getting a promotion. Yeah. And now your review is over. It's over. Yeah. You're welcome. I guarantee it. Yeah. There's, that's the another, gig tales guarantee. Another song that's really great to do that with is we were we were setting up for a gig once and once and... <laughs> hey, Ashley, have you ever seen the movie Once? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> never gonna be able to hear that word nope we or just say ruined that word. a whole word <laughs> a whole word we've already ruined choir now we've ruined that uh so we were setting up for a gig this time and this one time and um <laughs> we were talking about um alanis morissette and the the musical jagged little pill yeah i've heard I, great things me too i think yeah. ken and ari saw it and said it was amazing when yeah. it was in boston but i i'm dying to see it i went over to my neighbor's house the other day the same one who just texted me <laughs> asking about the high women i was yeah. like are you fucking kidding me and she was listening to oh, that it's, yeah. yeah it's mm-hmm. really good so then we were we we're just we we're setting up we we're kind of talking about alanis songs like yeah she's so many good songs and we were talking about one of our songs and Paul, the our bass player, just goes, Is that the one that goes, I <laughs> like want you to know. Like, but you know immediately. All he had to do was go, You um, ought to know. Yeah. You fucking ought to know. Yeah. I 
<laughs> it's the number one. <laughs> what a great record. I remember yeah. when that came out and I got the tape and listening to it in my friend's basement over and over and over again. It was so. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Just. Yeah. So, I mean, what thank are, you, Dave Coulier, right? Because, thank you. Thank you. Silence. Yeah. That was a yeah. different record. I don't <laughs> want was. anyone to get mad that at me. Later. It was a little later. I know right? the difference between Jagged Little Pill and that Whatever the hell that record. Was with the hands and the. Fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So we. we oh, I forgot we were recording a podcast I know, we have still. A podcast. <laughs> I just moved. I'm like, so oh, I guess I'll drink my coffee now. <laughs> Crash test dummies. Chumbawamba. Yeah. If you're out there, um, you'd let be us 40. Know. Yeah. So, and also, like, if you have any kind of business and you want to sponsor this, please, this train wreck here, like, just you let us know. Honeydew? Yeah. Anyone? John C. Riley? Yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever you're working on these days. If you want, <laughs> you want to be affiliated with this. <laughs> It's too late. You, you just, already are. You let us know. You might as well if capitalize on If you're involved in one of those pyramid scheme selling makeup and stuff and you oh, want to yeah. just, yeah. You want to sell us some leggings that suck and look weird? It's fine. We'll do that. Bring it on. Just make sure we wear shirts to cover our asses. I'll wear fine. all of your leggings. Hey, I'm, oh. I'm wearing leggings right now. Me too, my man. Shirt, my shirt doesn't cover my bum. All right. And I'm fine with that. Well, you're basically at home here. There, at we've already talked loft. about the opaque legging thing. Yes. I, I think, think as long have. as they're opaque, it's fine. It's totally fine. Who cares? Yeah. So if yeah, leggings, you wanna you wanna come talk to us? Yeah. Let us know. Please. We yeah. will be a part of your we pyramid take sponsors. Scheme. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe if you don't have anything that you want to sell to other people via us, then just drop us a little rating or a review or something. Yeah. I guess like apparently in the podcast world, everything lives off of ratings and reviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we <clears> haven't <throat> been very good at soliciting that stuff oh, and really? like asking for that stuff. Okay. So I think we have to be shameless and say Go leave a review for our podcast and yeah. read it and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. I think you got to, it's okay to self-promote and say, yeah. hey, if you want more content like this for your flight, Brent, why don't you go <laughs> ahead and smash that like button. Right. Leave us a review. Yeah. And you'll get Toast. more of this. Yeah. And more half-eaten mini muffins, maybe. Mm-hmm. Could be. Maybe you could even get an could uneaten be. mini muffin maybe. if things go well enough. <laughs> a whole mini muffin. If we the start getting thing. sponsors. Okay. All right. Shit, mini muffins. Why not? Sponsor us. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should do what we came here to do. (laughs) Yeah, that whole thing. So, okay, I had a couple updates from the last couple episodes. Um, So we talked about the New Year's gig, and I talked about, yes, I talked about the whole, like, (laughs) the the fiasco. Oh, that was very unfortunate. Yes, and Craig having to jump off stage and everything. And then I talked about a separate New Year's gig where, um, that was a while ago, where the people had those freaking horns those little new year's horns right <laughs> yeah <laughs> that have one note right <laughs> that sounds like a fun game name yeah name the song based on just, just this one horn being played on one that's note. a way better podcast let's just do that let's just do that we do that to each other screw this podcast hour. yeah we yeah that i like that let's play that later we should um so we uh, our ari's uh, mom and uh, stepdad were in town from the land of the aunts from Minnesota <laughs> for New Year's. And uh, her stepdad, Pierre, took a bunch of videos of us on New Year's Eve. So Ari shared like a whole, you know, um, Dropbox folder or something with all the videos. Oh, so boy. I was going through like listening to them and, you know, kind of reliving and it was funny and everything. And then we get to the moment where like christine it's captured on video so christine like calls craig off stage he go, he leaves 
And then you see like the woman leaving on the other side. But in the midst of all of this, because I was so distracted by what was going on and just trying to make sure like there wasn't something super serious going on. I didn't realize that in the moment, Christine's friend Johnny was uh, sitting in and he was actually singing with the band. Okay. And so that's why Ari and I and Christine weren't on stage because we left and Johnny went up to do a song with them. So he was doing, um, I put a spell on you. I know you had said it was like the guys doing that. Yes. Yes. But I think in my memory of it, I wasn't, I wasn't focusing on what was happening on stage. Right. So, but now watching it back. So Johnny singing Craig leaves. There's a part for like a solo in the song. Johnny pulls out one of those fucking horns from his pocket or somewhere and he starts playing like a solo on what the, on the, the horn. Somehow it doesn't sound bad. Did I he don't... go, Johnny can only play one note and the note he plays is this? <laughs> he was Johnny one note. <laughs> it was <Sorry>. like, <laughs> it was like really like rhythmic and like kind of cool, and like a little bit like a car horn, but it was like, I was like, how did he, what did he do? How did he make that sound good? So it was just funny that that was like recurring. And I, mm-hmm. in the moment, I just didn't even, I you wasn't forgot. Even aware That's of a it. very important yeah. piece of it information. Was, it was crazy. Thank yeah. goodness we're being recorded all the time. I know. I'm recording this right now. <laughs> well, yeah, totally. Tom and Tank are. Tom is. Um, yeah. Another update that I have is that uh, last weekend, Tom and I went to Nashville. Mm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we kind of booked this trip around. Uh, Brandy Carlisle played at the Ryman. Mm-hmm. And as one I've of your said, favorite places. One of my favorite places. It is the favorite. It, it was. Yeah. I did. Mm-hmm. I coined it that. Yeah. My favorite place. And she's one of my favorite artists uh, for sure. Songwriting, singing, Right next performing. to me. Of course. Of course. Um, she and the Hans Roth twins um, in her band. Her whole band is just ridiculous. And twins. Oh, God. <laughs> Again, apologies. <laughs> um, yeah. But that, I mean... I don't even think I have to, I didn't, I don't think I had to come back and say it was amazing. Like it was amazing. She did six nights at the Ryman, which is just. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Jason Isbell does that. Like. So she's on a tour. Yeah. She, yeah. She's, um, yeah. She's not on like a, I don't think she's on like a full on tour right now. I think she's, I know she's doing like a. Um, girls just want to have fun weekend with a bunch of like female artists Ooh. and stuff like in Mexico, I think. So she's doing that soon okay. and like some different things. Almost around. like mini residencies. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, and you know, she just talked about how much of an honor it is to even mm. like play that place once. Yeah. And right. she's just so good. And the good. sound there is so good. And just, I feel like the, the crowd there is just, it's very much like my vibe. It's yeah. kind of like, it, it's amazingly kind of a, like a listening room for, I mean, it's not, to, it's not like so quiet. You can hear a pin drop, right? Cause it's still a show, right, but yeah. they do some stuff like they came out from behind the microphones and they do some stuff just like completely unmiked acapella, mm. three-part harmony oh, and really? like a ukulele or a guitar. And yeah. And you can just, do you like, know how many seats here? Approximately. I don't, um, I used to be really good at yeah. guessing capacity. Oh, I'm awful at that stuff. Now I'm old and I'm terrible at that. I don't know, but it's just it's the the way that it's built is just so um, great for sound, and mm. the, the sound system is just so amazing. So, nice. Yeah, it's like I I don't even know how to describe it. Every I think every time I see her, I'm super inspired, and it's like an experience. Mm. But mm-hmm. that was just it was like a a spiritual <laughs> experience That's or something. Really nice. She's just so good. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, yeah, but now I just want to like 
write all the songs. Great. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Just Give us down. one right now. Quick, I go. I, yeah, I have some new things. Ooh. Yeah. So I might have some new stuff to talk about soon. I'm excited. Um, yeah. And then I think the only other thing that I have on my updates list is um, we I shared a video, a little, it's actually like a little boomerang thing on our Instagram from so there's this this keyboard player and his name is Dane Farnsworth and oh. <clears throat> we so Ken, Ken Ari Tom and I saw him play with Mark Broussard uh, a few years ago mm-hmm. in Rockport at mm-hmm. like this really um, the Shallon Center it's like really really beautiful venue um, and yeah it was really cool because Mark doesn't doesn't usually in in the shows I've seen him which is like every time he's in the town he doesn't usually have a keys player okay but the show was really cool I thought the keys added a lot but. Mark well, was introducing. Biased, so. I know, I know. <laughs> Mark was introducing the band, and he said, um, he was saying like the town. He always says like where they're from, right? So like he's from New Orleans and stuff. So mm-hmm. he was introducing, and he got to the keyboard player, and it's you know it's a concert, and it's kind of loud and like whatever. And it, he said he's from Kenny Bunkport, but. So like and we know we know because we live here like yeah. Kennebunkport is a place right it's a it's a place in Maine yes Kennebunkport Maine the bushes um, frequent the, there they do they mm-hmm. have a home there mm-hmm. um, I was just there a couple weeks ago not with the bushes oh you don't vacation <laughs> I didn't with the we drove W the house, bushes but yeah it's a beautiful little coastal town um, but we know that that's a place but Ari who is from Minnesota who didn't grow up here mm-hmm. probably Kenny Bunkport is probably not a <laughs> thing she's used to hearing right so she thought the guy's name was Kenny <laughs> Bunkport <laughs> like, first name Kenny last, last name, name Bunkport, Bunkport. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. oh of the uh, Kenny Bunkport Kenny yeah. Bunkport yes and got really excited like Ken he's a Kenny like Ken his name is Ken too like oh. no my no. hell. No. So then making it even better, that was the show that like afterwards, um, I like, I didn't, I don't think I had a coat. I like went outside, but the like others had, had left coats and like the little, there's like a little coat rack and like a kind That's of a, side a coat hall in my experience on a coat rack. So Tom went over there to get his coat and Mark Broussard was just like hanging out by the coat rack. Mm-hmm. So then he was like chatting and Ken and Ari came outside and they're like, you might want to go back inside because Tom's talking to Mark Broussard. Right Is now. he going to come on this podcast? He should. It was before the podcast. Mark. But that was, it was creepy because they kind of look alike and they were dressed alike and mm. then they were talking to each other. Oh, is this him? I almost took home the Did wrong. Did you trade? Yeah. <laughs> the wrong one. Like uh, coming home from the hospital with the wrong baby. <laughs> exactly. So then we're waiting out. We're like, we go outside and we're just like standing on the street chatting and Kenny Bunkport comes walking by. He's like loading his gear into his car. Wait, so what's his real name? <laughs> Dane Farnsworth. It's so, Kenny now. But we had to, we stopped him. And yeah. like Ari had to be like, I have to tell you this. Like I thought your name was Kenny, Kenny Bunk. Bunkport. Like, I don't hear people say Kenny Bunkport. It's like Kenna. I say You're Kenna Bunkport. Bunkport. So it's like when Mark, I, Mark you know. Broussard is saying it. He's from New Orleans. He's probably not super like familiar i don't know maybe it was just his accent yeah, or something and how true. he said it and people just say things differently yeah which totally. is wrong yeah if it's it different from the way that we do it yeah that's correct yeah so yeah it was pretty good we told him that we thought his name was kenny bunkport <laughs> and <laughs> we chatted a bit but since then like we're like but what's like your actual name because we never heard it so we like follow him on social media so yeah. he recently posted 
this oh, video this killed me i was oh. screaming i was screaming oh, if you guys saw it on our insta story I'll, i might repost it yeah please uh, repost when it I, when this episode comes out but he was they were doing a curtain call so he's playing with a different band now and he the, the whole band walks up to the front of the stage to do their big group bow together right so he's right next to the bass player or at least this guy's holding the bass so i'm assuming he's the bass player and as they're bowing the bass player is like holding the bass in one hand with the bottom the like the body resting on the ground so the headstock is sticking up into the air and as they bow his hand moves just slightly just kind of with the natural motion of your body and the timing of when Dane was bowing and bending down, his mouth slammed right into the headstock Ugh. of the base. And this is caught on like I'm someone's camera caught right like that. I think he posted that it was, they're actually like those live photos. Mm -hmm. So it takes like a few seconds. Right. So they got like the actual sl like slam, the slam in one photo and then someone else had a photo of like immediately he like bounces up and like runs, runs off stage away. like covering his mouth <sighs> and then a picture he posted a picture of himself he completely chipped one of his front teeth it that looks base. like the chip was at least not like uh, like the root wasn't exposed or anything like no. that. the nerve i mean which no, is good yeah it looks like just the bottom of the yeah the tooth which so is it good but be, it's a front tooth oh and i just the like ow i'm like man imagine you like crush it you're like what yeah. a great gig here we go oh, bam i destroyed a tooth base to the face base to the face <laughs> gives a whole new meaning to base face <laughs> which we've all been saying yeah yeah historically yes daily that's yes. a that's a phrase yeah that we say base face and now you're gonna think about it differently I think when you say it i do i i hey, posted base we, we saw um an old bass player of mine down in nashville he's playing all over the place he's the one in uh he plays with the brooks hubbard band mm -hmm. but he was playing he was playing with some like a blues kind of blues r&b soul group down in nashville and we saw him and i was like taking video of his impeccable bass face mm -hmm. he's got a great bass face when he plays but now i will never think of bass face any other way other than kenny bunkport getting his teeth yeah, smashed out that's ruined my life Yep. So, Kenny, come on. Come on the podcast. Kenny, we we want to hear about it. We want to hear about it. I'm sure you have some other yeah. tales as well. I'm sure. Yeah. That we would love to hear. Yeah. Um, all right, Ashley. So what else is going on, Terry? I think we need to talk about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know exactly what we have to talk about. I do, because now we've already we've already talked about Bono, so that's over. Yeah. yeah. That's over. We never <laughs> need over. Well, ironically. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Bono might make an appearance in this story, depending What's on how. Actual? Can you even believe it? No, I can't because I know the topic. Yeah, well, okay. okay. So as I right, told right. Ashley, uh -huh. and as you all know, I'm the resident historian. And You're also a prominent feminist. I'm a prominent feminist. So yes, this is what prompted me to alert you to mm -hmm. what was happening. And I did. So um, everyone knows there's a big um, scandal going on right now with country music radio and how they how often they play women yep hold on that's not the correct way to say it <laughs> they are playing women mm. and i mean that in the bad way because yep. they don't play female artists right. as frequently as men yeah and like this is not a secret either because i mean if you watched uh, i believe it was the cma awards this year it yes. was like very uh female uh, oriented a lot of a lot of female performances they did a big like mm -hmm. all-female opening it was it was very um women empowering yeah 
However, as I learned, and oh God, okay, there's a lot of there was a lot of feedback on that that I read, and I don't listen to country music too much, so I I consider this to be my like I consider myself kind of unbiased in my researching of this. But so there was a big country music to do, and I wrote a lot about that. So everyone knows that when I do my research, I end up in this wormhole where I'm like, I'm going to tell this story. And then I'm like, holy shit, did you fucking also know about this thing? Yeah. I spent the past week, every single day from the second I got home, from the second I went to bed, just in a wormhole of wormhole of links linking to other stories Mm. and linking to stories about sexual harassment and sexual misconduct and how women are treated in country music radio. And it just opened this fucking floodgate of stuff that's going on. And to be just to be fair as well, I don't think this is exclusive to country music radio. The more I think country music is getting the brunt of it because of who excuse me, the station that came out and made a comment on Twitter that opened this whole can of worms. But in this wormhole, I uncovered that there's also way more other issues going on Mm -hmm. um, related to women and how they're treated in the music industry. But starting with the CMAs, you had told me, and that's not something I would typically watch. You were like, oh, it was a celebration of women. Mm -hmm. Um, They did a lot of female artists. It was hosted by... Or MC'd, I don't yes. know what the correct Hosted, term. Yeah. Hosted, yeah. okay, by yeah. Carrie Underwood, who's yeah. a country music just mm-hmm. darling, like mm-hmm. very well, critically acclaimed and a, a fan favorite as yeah. well. Yeah, I think that's a fair statement to make. She hosts a lot with Brad Paisley. Yes, like typically historically. Okay, and this year he didn't join her, mm-hmm. so it was kind of like another opportunity for it to be more mm-hmm. women. I think you know there were other women that stepped in and hosted with her. So I think the big issue was, and I read a really great uh, comment in one of the articles I read, and I apologize because I'm going to pull this and I, I cannot refind that, that article Mm -hmm. that I read Mm -hmm. that made this comment, but ultimately what it boiled down to was CMA, the country music awards, they made this big show of making it all about women and like women in country music, but they basically didn't come up to bat when it, came to actually rewarding them for their work. Mm. And someone made this statement that was basically, we threw a really nice party for you, and now you're all mad at us. Because they were like, yeah, you can do this, and you can do this. Yeah, and so I apologize. If I can find out who made that quote, I'm going to credit you. I don't want to steal credit for that. I just couldn't refine it. Yeah, if if someone else has heard that, let us know if you know where it comes from. Yeah, please do. because the women who the um, nominees who came to the show, so it started off with it was Jennifer Nettles who wore a cape yeah. on the red right, carpet right, that said, right. play our fucking records, right. please That's and right. thank you. Yeah. So right off the bat, there were already issues with we're not being represented correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that night, fiddle player, and I apologize, I hope I'm saying this right. I don't really know all the players in this. Janae Fleener, do you know who that mm. is? Um, she became the first woman to win musician of the year. Mm. The first woman. Wow. And weirdly, so also that night, another problem was a lot of people thought it was problematic was Garth Brooks <laughs> took home the top award, which is entertainer, entertainer of the year yeah. for the third time in four years. Wow. That's very surprising to me. Yeah. I mean, he, he, I know I have never seen him live. I've heard that he puts on a really great show. I I 
here he works his ass off. Like I think he's been he's, around forever. Right, right. So I I don't know. Do you know who else was nominated? Uh, Carrie Underwood was. Mm-hmm. I know that. Apparently, yeah. she gets nominated a lot. Yeah. But then, so he won. But then I looked him up. So talk about the, this is the wormhole I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I said, well, Garth Brooks has won three out of the four, three out of the past four years, mm-hmm. Entertainer of the Year. So mm-hmm. I started looking up his discography, and it looks like he's only even released two records in the past five years. One mm-hmm. was a Christmas album, and then another was. Yeah, he kind of came out, came back out. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And he's also married to a female country artist. I mean, yeah, just, just, yeah. He's married to a woman. Yeah. Who's in very successful in the industry. Trish Yearwood. Oh, shut up. Yeah. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yes. Like very successful in her own right without him. Like, yeah. So that, I think that was problematic for a lot of people. And that does, that comes out to me, that strikes a chord as something doesn't seem right about that because they're definitely, and as someone who, I don't even really listen to country music, but I'm highly aware of a few names in country music, like the high women, even though they're relatively new and Mm -hmm. um, little big town that she, the lead singer, she's a woman in that. Um, And also in the past 19 years, a woman has won entertainer of the year only three times in the past. How many years? 19. Wow. So that seems really disproportionate. Yeah. So obviously there's a lot of issues going on with women and how they're represented in country music. So what happened, it was this week, right, that this happened that kind of cracked the whole thing wide yeah, open. It was like in the, within the last 10 days so or so. So the CMAs were a couple months ago and already women were saying, hey, you know, you're putting on this nice show for us, but you're not stepping up to bat in terms of representing us and rewarding us and for our work. I don't want to say rewarding because I feel like that implies some kind of entitlement. But mm-hmm. um, okay. So someone tweeted kind of sarcastically someone tweeted that he had just heard two female artists played back to back on a radio station right and he made a what was a joke but ended up opening this can of worms Mm -hmm. can't they get fined for that right and probably stupidly or maybe wonderfully i guess it depends on your perspective i know an actual radio station's twitter account commented back under that tweet saying, we cannot play two females back to back, not even Lady Antebellum or Little Big Town against another female. Mm-hmm. I applaud their courage. So for if, you, if you're not familiar, like Lady Antebellum and Little Big Town are more bands and they have males and females. So they're saying not even like they're not it's not even like solo female or just female fronted bands they're Mm -hmm. like mixed because there are females right in the bands so this so that tweet was eventually deleted right but that cracked open a huge twitter conversation where people were saying an actual radio station um employees were coming back and screenshotting their um i don't know what the correct word but it's like their programming mechanism that shows and it'll say do not play back to back and you can select right female yep so it automatically cannot play a female artist right one after the other yeah which is insane it is insane mm, so yeah. going on so th- this opens <laughs> i mean it's huge like so many artists they took it down but there have been so many screenshots already oh, taken yeah. artists are speaking out on it like i saw it kind of just in my local musicians mm-hmm. i would somebody tagged me one of a, a local female uh, mm. artist tagged me in it and a bunch of other like local females 
um, yeah, it, it just, it was like wildfire. So I, and I haven't heard any follow-up as to, of that station, like the person, I don't know if you came across anything. I don't think they know who it was. I don't know if it was someone just ignorantly doing it and not realizing, or if it was someone like, I'm going to die on the hill and I'm going to expose it and mm-hmm. I'm probably going to get fired and I'm just going to, but I'm just going to do it. It could have been a prominent feminist. It, it could have been. Now she it is. could have been a Terry. Or he. Yeah. yeah, it could have been. That's right. Men That's can right. be feminists too. Yep. So all that came out and these women who had been in particular at the CMAs who had been bringing awareness to this issue saying, we don't get our records played. Like this doesn't happen. It's difficult for us to get airplay. And it is, there is a high, high percentage of male airplay versus female airplay at radio stations. And that's what they're saying. So Carrie Underwood had come out a couple of years ago, uh, identifying this issue saying that women there we're not getting our records played and this is really terrible for country music there needs to be representation she called it out i think it was back in 2017 Mm -hmm. and she was saying if little girls are at home and they're listening to the radio and they don't hear women female artists on the radio they're not going to know that they can do this and be represented so this has been building up for a couple of years basically oh yeah and uh as a result so one great thing that came out of it was as a result after all this country music tv right am i saying that right cmt cmt and Mm -hmm. the radio station issued a statement and they changed their algorithm and they said as of right now immediate effective immediately all play will be equal 50 yep. 50 men and women yep. no we're not doing that anymore yeah so they immediately heard it and said we're changing this mm-hmm. we're not because it's not yeah it's not right i just so yeah my uh, my first response like you know I, I got a notification you've been tagged in a post and i read it and i was like First of all, it took me a minute to even figure out because it was like the sarcastic tone yes. of the original post. And then I, I was like, is that also sarcastic? Like the other post, like the the comment from the radio station. So once I figured out what was going on, I was like, my first thought is, why? why? Like, where did that rule come from? Like, and then seeing how common it is and how it's built mm-hmm. into, like you said, a lot of programming. It's like why what was the original thought process behind that rule right like i'm just i do think so here's where we get into the wormhole of all wormholes and here's where my prominent feminism comes out yeah i think where that originally comes from is when people aren't represented when women aren't represented it's harder for them to break into the industry yeah and there was a disproportionate number of female artists Mm -hmm. to male artists Mm -hmm. years ago a very long time ago country Mm -hmm. i want to say country artists sure to to be fair on the topic we're talking about so i think originally Mm -hmm. some of these programming mechanisms and someone called this out um on twitter people when people were screenshotting those um, the mechanism that prevents females being played back to back goes back to a long time ago when there weren't enough female artists relative to male artists. Mm -hmm. So they had it in there as like a kind of a sprinkle it in. Don't like front load them all to make a sprinkle. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was kind of an, to me, and this is just my opinion. It would be like making a playlist and being like, don't play two ballads back to back for this party that we want to dance at. Yes. Sprinkle them in. If you're making a wedding playlist, you're not going to play all the slow songs at once. Right. Right. (laughs) You go, bunch of dance songs oh people are going to want to break here one slow song and that was that seems to be the original intent right but the the 
a ballad mm-hmm. is not the same as a female. Like there's a a people mm-hmm. behind that. There's right? a human there's, being, yeah. a female opening. There's a population. There's a yeah. Yeah, we are a population. Yeah. <laughs> so this is when we get into representation and how these systemic issues can affect how women are treated. Right. So if you only have a small number of female artists, and of course, you know, if you go back to the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, it was hard for women to do, to break into any industry. Yeah. You know, you couldn't be an advertising agent, let alone a country right. music star. Right. And even like, I think there were a lot, I mean, you think mm-hmm. about all these, mm-hmm. you know, traditional country artists, there's mm-hmm. so many, you know, Loretta Lynn mm-hmm. and June Carter and Dolly Parton. And like, there are so many, there were females, mm-hmm. you know, Minnie Pearl was in there. There were a lot, and, the, and country was a lot of like the Opry shows where there were like comedy acts and mm-hmm. musicians and it was just entertainment in general. Yes. But then, you know, you hear the things like there, there, the legend is like that June Carter really wrote Ring of Fire, but Johnny <gasps> Cash really? got, yeah, that, I yeah, that. I haven't like dug into that. It's, it's a little bit, it's shown a little bit in Walk the Line um, where Reese Witherspoon is mm-hmm. playing June Carter. She's like kind of playing it. Oh. Um, she's like coming up with the idea and then it's like it ends up being a Johnny Cash song. Oh. So yeah, I don't know like And we all know how I feel about that movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> Only when watched back to back with Walk Hard <laughs> the Dewey, Dewey Cox, Cox story. Um but yeah, there's I think I mean there's a lot of that anyway, just not even male female, just you know, so- a songwriter writes and things, but mm-hmm. I think there was probably a lot of that happening as well. Because it's not like there just weren't women around, no. like they were there. From the beginning. Yeah. And if you hang on to that, and if that's something, you, that programming mechanism, for example, is something you hang on to, and you're presenting country music as a male dominated genre or activity or profession mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. that's when it makes it harder for women to break in. Yeah. Because the representation isn't there. Yeah. So this is like how I see it is, because I, I agree with you, I don't, I haven't heard from the people who created that mechanism, right? So I don't know, but I I saw a couple I, I think, of rogue tweets of people yeah, saying it. That's probably where it came from. That's, that's what it that's seems totally like to me. Sense. There so, could be a, right. a totally different opinion out there. If you but, have one, please let me know. Sure, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. E- even like say that is the case. I can totally see that being a well-intentioned thing. I think like, it was. If, right, if somebody's like, hey, someone who's doing the programming is not necessarily the same person who's, like they're not even involved with like what artists are getting signed and what artists are getting pitched to like labels. And then what, what artists are making music that's being sent to the radio stations. Like there's so many different uh, God, like the politics and the organizations that are all involved. Oh, here comes the wormhole. Okay. So then, so like (laughs) I can totally see somebody at a radio station being like, Hey, I, I'm noticing that we only have, like, you know, say we have 10 male songs and two female songs. If a listener is going to listen to our station for an hour, mm-hmm. I don't, or, or like if they're going to tune in for 20 minutes, I don't want them to miss the female songs. I want to sprinkle them so that it's spread out right. so that there's a higher chance of listeners coming in and out all getting a taste of the female mm-hmm. artist, right? So like that could have even been someone who considered themselves like doing something Right for right. women, which would have but been it's, maybe an appropriate thing in the nineties. Well, it's I think maybe, but I think the problem is it's fixing a presenting problem. It doesn't fix mm-hmm. the root problem, yes. right? It's like someone doing what's just in their immediate power, perhaps like giving yes. them, giving this the benefit of the doubt, like 
well-intentioned, it could be, but the problem is it actually exacerbates the root problem. Correct. Which, like, no which one is notices. Representation. Which is yeah. society. Like, <laughs> like uh, fucking society. Like, <laughs> but it's, it's even... Through this podcast. We, we, do it in our, we do it with ourselves constantly, <laughs> like things with ourselves that we mm-hmm. fix, like we put Band-Aids on things, and it mm-hmm. actually makes the roots of the problems worse. We were just so. talking about... Um, Ashley and I earlier today, we don't like to take pain medication mm-hmm. because it masks symptoms. Yeah. And yep. I don't want to mask symptoms. I want right. to know if something's getting better or not. Right. Yeah. I said, especially if I'm like, if I'm, if I have a cold, but I have to sing, I don't want to take stuff that numbs the throat pain or something because then I can more easily hurt my voice. And then there's also like, you know, things with blood thinners and things like that. But yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. Um, so let's get back to that. The systemic of how women break Ooh. into the industry. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I have so much here to cover. So I might miss a lot. And if you want to add anything or add any comments, please, um, you know, write to us. Yeah. But basically, in the wormhole of worm- wormholes, what came out was when all this stuff started coming out about country music, people started retweeting um, a Rolling Stone article that had uncovered rampant sexual misconduct mm. in country music radio. Mm. In particular, this might be something that rings a bell with you, is for country music, country music, Jesus Christ, <laughs> two beers, you guys. For country music artists, a popular way to be uh, to get like your music heard and to break into the industry is you have to do a radio tour. Mm. And getting in, getting radio play is highly based on relationships oh, yeah. and how you go in and how you connect with these people and making a good impression. Mm-hmm. So when women go on these radio tours, mm-hmm. and a lot of women came out and said, I went on this radio tour and I was expected to act in a very flirty way and mm-hmm. to act this way with men. And not only was I asked to ignore certain behaviors by men, I was expected to encourage it. Mm-hmm. Like if they're acting that way with you, you should, oh, that's good. That means he likes you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one woman. And there are, are way more like the radios, radio mm-hmm. stations are more male dominated. Yes. Yeah. So if you're a woman, so if you're going on a radio tour, <laughs> both men and women have to do this. Male artists and female artists yep. have to go in and do this. And if you're a woman and you go in, and this is also something that can be true in life and just in in the workplace. If you work a desk job mm-hmm. and they say, go in, make friends with that guy. You know, he's the guy you got to connect with. He's how you get that. I'm just using he for this example. It absolutely yeah. can be a woman. Yep. And if that guy is acting in a way that's un- making you uncomfortable, you know, he might be touching you. He might be be making comments making comments whatever it is and as a woman you don't want to necessarily reciprocate that or encourage that Mm -hmm. well of course he's not going to play your record Mm -hmm. as opposed to the other guys who come in and they're buds and you know it's the good old boy thing um so a lot of women don't get airplay if they go in and they don't they're not that flirty fun girl Mm -hmm. and it can make them say i don't like her you know she's no fun whatever Mm -hmm. and that's what these women who are coming out doing these radio tours for years have been saying Mm -hmm. Um, is if one country singer went in and there were women who would flirt and play along and everything, they were held up as the gold standard and they'd be told, if she can do it, then why can't you? Mm-hmm. Like, this is what's expected of you. Yeah. But if you don't want to do that, that puts you in a bad position. Yeah. So this is what we talk about when we talk about systemic issues related to feminism. Right. Isn't this the funniest episode of this podcast it's we've hilarious, ever had? you guys. <laughs> I mean, so I think... 
Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. It is. It's a lot. It is because it's like, so you, you're basically either like, okay, you play that part or you don't get to be on radio. Like you yeah. don't get to have a exactly like that kind of a career. Like you can, you, you have a choice to engage in it or to not, but the consequences of not engaging in it right. are very um, impactful on your potential career. You, and your career, <clears throat> the people surrounding you, depending on how good your team is, they yeah. might be encouraging you to do it. They might yeah. be like that quote, oh, God damn it. Yeah. I did it. I hit the thing. <laughs> That quote right there from that woman yeah. saying, if she can do it, why can't you? If you yeah. don't have a supportive team member and they're saying, this is what you have to do in mm-hmm. order to get this, to get your record played. And yeah. so that's what a systemic issue is. I mean, look at also like just the, um, you talk about uh, like the physical appearance, right? Like yeah. the the traditional hot or pretty or whatever you want to call it right like there are far more average looking males and i know it's all subjective but Mm -hmm. like you know from my perspective there are a lot of a lot more average looking males that are super talented that deserve to be there right but for the females it's like i there are very few that i can even think of that aren't class that I, I wouldn't put in that traditional pretty so, or good looking yeah. So, yeah. this brings up another issue of yeah. women are told you have to look a certain way you have to present yourself a certain way and you yeah. have to dress like this and wear mm-hmm. your hair like this and makeup and present yourself and then on the same token they're told well you look like that mm-hmm. and you expect me to like not make advances mm-hmm. and these are all claims women yeah. who have come yeah. out sure. I, I just want to add really quickly just um, we're talking about country music right mm-hmm. now just mm-hmm. because that's what's been coming out yeah I haven't particularly heard anything about pop or other format yeah. radio stations yeah it could certainly be the same I just yeah. haven't yeah um seen anything about that format in particular so i don't want to single out country music but they are the ones that are in the spotlight for that right now yeah yeah it's tough i mean and i i'm sure that men and i've seen it happen that men experience their their own you know inappropriate comments with from from women and and probably happens in in radio tours and things like that and Mm -hmm. they're expected to also like yes you know, it's it's a fine line between like networking part. and being chummy and being yeah. relatable and friendly and sociable and gregarious and flirting, right? Yes. Like and having it kind of be a more sexualized thing. But so, and I think from the fans too, guys get it, yeah, a lot worse than females. Like, you don't, you see, have you ever seen a video of, like, thousands of guys screaming and reaching out and trying to grab a girl, a female artist, as she walks into a a building? Not really, but there are, like, tons of those videos of, like, females, screaming girl fans Mm -hmm. trying to reach out and touch the guys and whatnot and putting posters of them and fantasize. Like, there's a whole, like... Uh, there's a whole behavior kind of set of behaviors that exist in the for genders yes yes that's true yeah Yeah, there are gendered behaviors for fans you're right yes i mean that would be really bad optics to have a group of guys grabbing at a female i mean you you, you can't even imagine it because that's horrifying right but yeah but for we've seen it with every single teeny bopper boy band blah 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 like it just it's like normal the beatles right i mean jesus exactly right and you know and, and this is we're talking about traditional gender yeah traditional gender roles yes um and of course i think 
you know, the reason we don't see that with men doing that to women is, or we don't want to see that, or that would be hugely problematic, is that women are generally more at risk for violence and sexual violence sure. than men. That's yeah. not a 100 yeah. percent. Men are absolutely can right. be victims of sexual violence. Yep. Um, so another part of that, too, was there's a country music. Um, what's it called? It's called CRS. Um, I know country radio seminar and it's a three day gathering for radio professionals they have every year. And that is just filled with sexual misconduct. And this goes back to women getting in and getting in the right room and being represented and getting the right job. So this is also about radio professionals. Right, right. But it's a total shit show. And this woman said, this woman who is a uh, attendee of that, she said, it's a total shit show for artists. (laughs) You go and you're supposed to be the fun artist to do shots with. And then it's difficult because there are so many different, so it's a networking event where you're supposed to go and meet with people but there are so many non-crs sanctioned events Mm. i am glazing the top right here because my notes are so thick right now but it's this one woman who is an attendee Mm -hmm. in the radio industry so not an artist said it's hard to know because they hold all these events and not all of them are sanctioned by the um event itself Mm -hmm. and it's hard to know because you're supposed to network and you're pushed to network Mm -hmm. and people say oh we're going to this event we have this lunch we have this whatever and then you go and it's like in someone's hotel room and yeah. all of a sudden you're in a hotel room with a guy you don't know. Yep. And so women are put in really difficult positions where mm-hmm. they have to make decisions about their career or their safety. Mm-hmm. And so then that makes it difficult for radio station employees or you know, music industry employees to get jobs. Yeah. And yeah. then this goes all the way back to representation. If we right. don't have women in these high positions and mm-hmm. in these positions in the music industry, then we're not going to see as much representation of female artists. Mm-hmm. Representation matters everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Behind the booth and yeah. yeah, and the artists. I mean, and P- like this also is very uh similar to parallel to like the corporate world. I mean, it's absolutely oh, yeah, it's 100%. The same, it's the same thing, right? Like it's as I'm reading this whole thing. It's just thing. it's the workforce, right? Like we are we are definitely still feeling you know, we're not, we're not, we have, you know, women in the workforce, but we're still feeling the, the effects. We're not, we're not quite there yet, but like, that's how I like to think about it is just like, we're not there yet. I think yeah. it's just a long journey yeah. and it, it just, it takes people to keep talking about it and keep absolutely making mistakes, unfortunately, and having things come to light and having people be able to say like, yeah, we, we made a mistake, but then that allows us to redirect and to find a root problem because people might think that they're solving problems but it's just the yeah. beginning and right. so yeah yeah that's a very good point and it is important i think there are a lot, something i hear a lot and very unfortunately i used to hear this at my old workplace it was really sad mm. a lot of times when people would bring up issues related to gender in the workplace someone would say you have it so much better than you did 30 years ago <laughs> what's the problem and it's like better uh, still isn't yeah. equal yeah it's important to keep talking about these things yeah. and if men right. in these positions are told this is how you're supposed to act and how mm-hmm. you're supposed to treat artists and women and they don't know any better that's right. just the narrative they know right so that's why it's important to talk about these things to, ed- yeah, to educate to help support men and and, mm-hmm. and yeah yeah in it and bring them into it right yeah. it's not like an us versus them that no. just perpetuates the problem absolutely not i'm yeah. so glad you said that it yeah. really isn't us versus them right. it's right. about 
bringing everyone together and making everyone equals. Yeah. And I do think talking about it a lot of, and I hope no one gets upset with me because I'm not trying to like say, oh, it's not their fault. They don't know any better. No, yeah. But when that's the narrative mm-hmm. and no one knows, I don't know what, yes. how you're supposed to act like right. men will keep acting that way too sure yeah is there, that, i mean is that a fair thing to I say totally okay. i think that's gen- like in general like there are there are certainly bad people there are people who are mean-spirited whatever yep. but their people are generally good and they're, they're like trying to i know Ugh, no i'm just but like you know where <laughs> yeah. no one's like wakes up like i'm gonna ruin this person's day-to-day i'm gonna be know? evil but, today yeah <laughs> i'm gonna fuck that's over. not the the general population you've been reading my so. diary no, i agree <laughs> yeah so it's it's educating and awareness and all that right i think there's a um i i'm you know, I'm in love. I love. I'm such a fangirl of Brene Brown. Yes, um, and she has. She I talks watch about that Netflix special. Oh God, <laughs> everything she does. I'm just like she speaks to my soul. But she talks about uh, the difference of fitting in and belonging, and mm. says that the that fitting in is actually the opposite of belonging. Yeah, and that's so interesting. And I think in what we're talking about, because it's like I think we've figured out easy first kind of ways to make right now we're talking about gender so like women fit into the workplace yeah but do women really belong, belong. is yeah. there really a belonging mm-hmm. is it really we, if we belong then we don't have to fit in yeah so right now there's a lot of oh, like shit. women need to start acting like men did or or shifting and acting like this to be able to fit this mm-hmm. square peg in the round hole right mm-hmm. you have to be more square or whatever yes. or more round to get fit in the hole but no. um I should, probably shouldn't be talking about fitting in holes in this <laughs> Well, you already said female opening like four <laughs> times, so. Oh, Lord. But yeah, I, I just, I, I love that. I think um, I started kind of like writing a song with that sentiment oh, in mind. So maybe See, someday that'll I know that'll you surface. say you're not a feminist, but I think you are a little. I mean, I'm just like a, a like... A hu- is it like a humanist thing? Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah. Yeah. I understand. I would never, I joke about saying like, come on, you're a feminist. Yeah. I would never force anyone to say like, put a label on their self, yeah. on themselves. Guys, fucking two beers. And I can't speak English. <laughs> two two beers like 24 hours ago. Yeah. Um, to put a label on their se- themselves or identify with a cause. But mm-hmm. I think like you do a really good job of um, kind of pointing out those issues and what they're about. And it's not about like, yeah, I know people hate the term like I hate this term or people say like, oh, feminazi and all that stuff. But it's yeah, just yeah. really about putting ourselves on equal ground and yeah. ide- identifying systemic issues yeah. and where they come from. And yeah. You do a really good job of putting a descriptor on that that I can't. I have a hard time putting my thoughts into words. I'm like, and then the women <laughs> and the no and they did the no. That's all I, I think. I will take- I'm like, did you fucking hear about this? But you have like passion around it, which I is do. like real. I really respect like even, you know, I, I might not agree or think like as strongly or whatever, but I, I always respect like the the passion where I'm more compartmentalized about it and like more sure. maybe cerebral about it. And you're more like I think I feeling about it. Also, probably part of what made me more passionate about it is I recently came out of a toxically sexist workplace yeah. it was very bad yeah, so sure. that made me just i think it just got totally. my spidey senses tingling totally. about it it's saying, your hey, come on yeah, yeah exactly yeah no no approaches better or worse it's just yeah. yeah 
It's it's so interesting. I think I could talk about this forever, so I'm going to fucking put the kibosh on it right yeah. now. I didn't even get to half of my notes, <laughs> truthfully. Yeah. It's so much. I know that was a lot of heavy stuff, yeah. but I hope people think about it and take it with them. And Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are you listening to? Oh, so um, recently I really got into – so I, I love Jamie Cullum. I think I've, I've talked about Jamie Cullum. I may have oh, yeah. already recommended Jamie, but he's how I, I discovered Brandy Carlisle because she opened for him like way back when she was first starting out. Um, but he's a British jazz pop musician, phenomenal piano player, ridiculous voice. He's incredible. Um, I drove all the way to uh, Carnegie Hall in New York what? Uh, one day what? to see him and back in the same day. So, I mean, it's not like that far, but it was like an experience of, yeah, yeah just seeing Jamie at Carnegie Hall, which is crazy. But um, I don't know if I, I talked about that, but they wouldn't let him come back to do an encore because he would have to, well, he'd pay fines. Yeah, you did. And, yeah. You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but I, he, he put out an album called Taller and I think it was last year. It's been out for a little bit and I knew it came out. And when it first came out, I kind of threw it, like I gave it a listen and I really liked it, but I, I don't even remember what I was doing. I, I, I must've just been. I might have been traveling a lot or doing something and I just didn't ever really give it its like fair time to like sink in and become yes, part of me. You know? I love that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, like that yeah. was good. And I put it in my, I added the songs to like, I have a kind of my g- general playlist of all the stuff that I like. So I hear like a song here and there, but recently um, I just really dove into it and just started listening to it, you know, the, the whole album on repeat. And um, we had a little road trip up to Maine and I had listened to it with Tom and he really liked it. And so it's called Taller, the album. Mm. It's his most recent. In he, parentheses. I wish I was a little bit. <laughs> so his first song on it is called, he, and he's really short. Oh, okay. And he's married oh, to a no. uh, model. She's a she's oh, actually uh, Sophie Dahl, Raul Dahl, Dahl's daughter. Oh yeah. shit! She's a fucking model. I think she was. Yeah, citizen. She and yeah, she's she's very tall. She's gorgeous, and mm-hmm. he's like really short and little, I didn't know and that. it's really cute. Oh. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's just so good. His his music, his lyrics, his musicianship, his live show is. I think I mentioned him in a questions crockpot I think episode you did, yeah. about his live show. We've because definitely he's talked just, about Jamie Cullum a lot. He's incredible. So, um, but yeah, totally. If you're familiar with his older stuff, definitely give give Taller a listen. And if you're not familiar with him, check out Taller and then check out some of his old stuff. He does lots of old jazz standard covers, but then he does stuff mm-hmm. like pop covers. I can't feel my face and like stuff like that. But it's like, oh, I actually like this song. I will. I haven't really listened Jamie. to him. I think I might check him out. Yeah, very cool. He's got a wide range of stuff. How about you? Um, I was listening to one of my all-time favorite bands, Yaysayer, this week. I don't know if you're familiar. I've heard. I don't think I've ever heard them. I recommend it. Sounds familiar. Yeah. It's very like... I don't know. I cannot explain. I'm so bad at using words. You're very yeah, I'm good writing at this it. down as if like I can't listen. <laughs> we to do it. this every we, time. We're like taking notes on each other's things. They had a new album out this year, um, Erotic Reruns, and I would just recommend Ooh. going back. It's not my favorite one of their albums, to be t- like totally honest with yeah. you, but it was good and um, they've remained consistent. And they, I think their first record came out in like 2007. I, I recommend just their whole catalog. Okay. What else can I say? It's kind of indie, like, I don't know how yeah. to explain it. That's cool. That's, That's it. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Yeah. I got Love myself it. all worked up about feminism. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm surprised everyone. you didn't pick like the entire Lilith Fair. <laughs> Why don't you go back and listen to Janice Jop, Paula Cole, and some Sean Colvin, <laughs> and some. Cole. I want, yeah. 
wants. <laughs> See, we just finished each other's. Yeah. All right, everyone. You know what we always say here on Gig Tales. <laughs> if you somehow like what you just heard, <laughs> please tell a friend. And if you didn't like what you heard, tell a friend and an enemy. <laughs> And a feminist. Yes, tell a feminist. <laughs> Just ep- this episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Keep gigging. See you. Bye. Bye. Gig tales. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> It's the end of the last one. That was good. But seriously, all hail Tom. Mm-hmm. <laughs>